has your love life been in the dumpster? That's a question for you. <laughs> okay, well, that's weird. That's weird that you haven't heard the John Cena walkout song. Why hasn't anyone arrested him yet? Oh, holy fucking shit! I'm coming to town! Hello, and welcome to People You May Know. Today, my guest is Ellen. Ellen is a friend that I've made in recent years. I I immediately liked her when I met her. (laughs) I like... We exchanged emails or something and then she never reached out to me and I was like oh my god what the hell like have you ever had friendship blue balls that that is what happened to me and that has happened to me multiple times in my life I could give you like detailed descriptions of these people who claimed we were gonna be BFFs who then like did not ever hang out with me and it's like painful to think about but with Alan eventually she was like oh I lost your info or whatever so we became friends after okay after that rocky start rocky rocky start and we're actually couple friends her and her husband me and my husband we have gotten together like three or four times to hang out pre-covid and it was amazing i don't i don't think we've ever had any other couple friends even like in person friends is like not happening so they have a very special place in my heart and in Sean's heart But I just have to tell you about the kind of people they are. It's unfucking real to me. Ellen is like the best person I've ever met. She is like superhero levels of compassionate and just this willingness she has to put herself out for other people. Like she does volunteer work. I mean, who the, who does volunteer work? What are you talking about? But so we were out, a couple friended it up, and a bus came by and just like drove past this bus stop where someone was sitting. And Ellen noticed and was like, what? No, now that person doesn't have a ride. And she went over there to verify that that is what happened. And then she came back and was like, yep, you're like to her husband, like you're going to need to give this person a ride, like grab our car, go drive them wherever they need to be, like to the next bus stop or whatever. And he did that happily. I mean, it was, it was unreal. The whole thing was insane. It was done so effortlessly there was no questioning of like oh, it's gonna be a pain in the ass no they just did it both of them happy to do it happy to help this person it was their duty to do this and it was just incredible i mean and that's the kind of thing she does that's the kind of thing she does and then she inspires me to be better 
because I don't want to be like a total piece of shit when I get a friend like this, right? So she inspires me to be a little bit better. <laughs> not not superhero levels like her. No, I still, you know what, that bus stop situation happened to me. I'd be like, that sucks for them. I mean, I can't, I don't know. I don't know that I would do anything in that situation. But I was working at the hospital at the time and it did make me buy someone lunch. Okay. <laughs> I like had some people that like didn't have money and just different issues would come up and I'd go, what would Ellen do? Like literally she would inspire me to make the right decision in that moment and do something kind. So, you know, let her inspire you too. She's really a fantastic person and I can't wait for you to get to know her. Welcome to the show. Okay, Ellen, to get you started, we're going to play a little Would You Rather game, okay? Okay. So this is Would You Rather Kiss, Sleep With, Date, however you want to think about it, okay? These celebs, okay? Key or peel? Oh. You got to do some Googling. (laughs) Yeah. I need to discern. (laughs) (laughs) Which one's which? (laughs) I Uh, love them both. Tall, skinny, key. The other one, peel. Peel, for sure. Okay. Can I I know why? Um, I think uh, the chunkier, the better. Okay. So this is all looks based. You're being very shallow right now. Totally shallow. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Okay. I love it. How about Elijah Wood or Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, Daniel Radcliffe. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's just because of like a childhood Harry Potter obsession, of course. Totally. Totally. (laughs) I feel you on that one. And Elijah Wood is like a weird music guy, a weird like hipster person that like for me is like, I can't with that. That's too much. I did not know that. Yeah. He's too cool. <laughs> Drew Barrymore or Claire Danes? I don't even know who Claire Danes is. Let me what see. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> this is so upsetting. I'm just remembering now that you're younger than I am. So that's why you're like not... You weren't there for Claire Dane's heyday. Uh, I definitely, I dude, I'm looking at her right now. I don't even know who this is. Are you serious? Okay, like, Romeo swear to god, Juliet, Mod Squad, Homeland. Nope, I have not seen things. any of those. No, wait, okay, how old are you again? 25. 25. Okay, yeah, that's a lot younger. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so wow, do you know who the Spice Girls are? Yes. Okay. Yes, okay. Definitely. Okay. Great. Because I did talk to a 16 year old recently, my friend's son, and he was like, I have no, no clue who that even is. And I was like, that is so upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> now, I mean, honestly, like who gives a shit? It's not like their music's good or anything really, but still. It's iconic I just, though. It's it like is iconic. iconic. Yeah. Right. Zig zig ah. so you're going with drew barrymore then for this one i love drew barrymore so that's all right so you're going with drew barrymore do you have an opinion on drew barrymore in general well i was i loved um oh my gosh it's escaping me now but where she was with lucy lou 
Charlie's Angels. There we go. Yeah, I love Charlie's Angels. Like, love, love, love Charlie's Angels. So, okay, great. So, of the, well, let's go into this then. Of the three girls from Charlie's Angels, since you don't know who Claire Danes is, which one of them? Which one of them would you pick? Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, I've been rewatching Sex and the City, and she was just on an episode. Literally, like, all I know about her is that she's supposed to be a gigantic bitch. But I don't know what that means. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's like, is it really where you go, this is extreme? Or is it normal where you're like, she wants to be left alone? Or, you know. Right. I just always wonder with those celebrity comments you hear from people about how they were mean or they whatever. It's like, I need so much more information before I know if I should dislike them for that. True. (laughs) Okay, Keanu Reeves or Ryan Gosling? Oh, Keanu Reeves, because Keanu Reeves himself is, like, iconic. I mean, it's Keanu Reeves. like Right. Totally. It's like, he is not a great actor, and that would make it hard to fully love him, you know? <laughs> but he is, like, also very cute. And, like, I think didn't his girlfriend or fiancé and baby die or something? And, like, that's I mean, I love them broken, so. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) Rose McGowan or Christina Ricci? Uh, So I love Rose McGowan, but I don't know who Christina Ricci is. Holy. Oh! Wow! The 25-year-old brain is a mystery to me. It's a mystery. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait, wait, wait. Okay, Wednesday. All right, all right. Yeah. But still, I love Rose McGowan because I was obsessed with Charmed. Oh, okay. Yes, I was obsessed with Scream. Okay. Yeah, very obsessed with Rose McGowan from that. So that's interesting. I did watch Charmed, but I feel like maybe I fell off a little bit when she was added because she was like, was she supposed to replace one of the sisters or was yes. she like a relative or okay. she replaced one of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. I love this. I love that there are people who um, younger people get really into from different projects that they maybe don't even know the original shit. Yeah. Hella true. Yeah. I feel like there's so many actors that I know um, like I was just, uh, Candace Bergen was also on, um, Sex and the City and she starred in the show Murphy Brown, but she was like probably in her forties or something on that show. And I'm like, she must've been in things before that, but I have no clue why she's like an icon or whatever, why so many people know her. Like it can't just be from one sitcom, but I don't know. Maybe it fucking is. I don't know. <laughs> You know, but you don't even ask these questions. What came before? Who cares? (laughs) So I do have some other games, but first I want to give you an opportunity to share about anything. If any of the things you messaged me about you feel like you want to get into, let's do that now. And if not, totally fine. We'll just play another game. I can't even decide. I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it to you. Whatever. This is your podcast. Okay. So, so you you're decide. comfortable with any of those things? Yep. Anything. You brought mm-hmm. up. Okay. Well, first I just to light lightly bring up the, uh, the questions 
game that you mentioned, I was like looking through their their website and they have like so many card games. Holy shit. Which one do you have? We have um, the healing edition and the couples edition. Oh, okay. So you ordered two to get the free shipping, huh? Uh, yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, if I'm, I'm not paying for shipping, it's just not a thing that's ever going to happen. Like I feel like I'm paying for nothing. So I can't do yes. that. I can't. I think every company needs to just charge more for their product and shit and say, and free shipping. Yeah. Because when I, there's so many times I get to check out and then it's like, Oh, plus $7 for shipping. And I'm just like, no, nope, <laughs> not doing leave. it. Not happening. I was going to spend $60 on your thing. But like you said, now it feels like I'm spending extra money on nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter what the price of the item is. Um. Okay. So I just figured I should mention real quick. This is from The Skin Deep. So if you want to know what we're talking about, you can go to shop.theskindeep.com. And they just have like all of these games that are like, like you said, healing couples, long-term couples, family, um, kids, I don't know, tons of different ones that looks like there's like 200 mm-hmm. questions in each box and they just seem awesome. I love stuff like that. I've always yeah. been super into like, this. I'm really bad at coming up with questions. I feel like so like anything that helps me, it's like great. I love well, it's, it. It's such a good like reconnecting thing. Um, and we'll with our me and Wayne with our like favorite couples friend will go over and like get drunk and then just play that game and just oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and it's so wonderful because like you know that's not what you think of I mean like drunk games you know but then you're like crying and you're like I just love you so much like oh my god I so love it it's perfect it's perfect it's it's fun it's a lot of fun and I think it's really important that we we don't take that time to you know like to really reconnect like that and to be like, Hey, why do I love you? Like, you know, yes. you spend an, into- an an inordinate amount of time getting annoyed by how they like put things away in the fridge, but we don't <laughs> spend any time <laughs> being like, okay, why do I love you? And why do I want you around? You know? Yes. And I think at a certain point you see your partner as just like an extension of you or something like it's hard to really see them as a separate person. Definitely. So yeah, you totally like forget what's special about them. Right. I love that. So the other thing I really want to ask you about that you mentioned was um, binge eating disorder. Oh yeah. All right. So what, how did you um, get diagnosed with that? I know that you said before you were looking for a therapist who specialized in that and it was just like, nobody fucking knows about it, you know? So it's like hard to find somebody. So I still don't have a therapist that specializes in it. She's, um, we're doing like CBT work, um, which hasn't been very helpful. Um, (laughs) But uh, I found, I got a psychiatrist who was like, okay, you definitely have this. And um, that he was like, you know, there's only so much um, like therapeutic work I'm going to be able to do that is going to be able to um, really stop this, you know, because at a certain point, it's just chemistry of your brain. And Mm -hmm. so you're being driven not by like thoughts or but by like total impulsivity. And it's, it's not, it's, it's your brain, you know, it's your brain just operating as it does in a, 
um, in appropriate way. So that's what the meds are for is to kind of halt things so that you can actually use all of the, the CBT and coping skills and all of the techniques that you spend all this time learning that don't work until you have something that can actually like stop and get in the way. Wow. That's crazy. How long have you been taking the medication? Two whole days. Okay. <laughs> is it, um, I remember reading a book about binge eating and they mentioned a medication that, um, is also like for seizures or something like that. Is that's, it, is it that it's yeah. That's so you're talking about brain over binge, which I read yes. and it's uh <laughs> Topamax. Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. So cool. I am um, certifiably insane and I, uh, I'm on a bunch of other meds too. So Tobamax was like one of the only ones that doesn't um, like that jives well with my other meds. Cause like I have a good friend who has binge eating disorder too, and she's on Vyvanse, um, mm -hmm. but that's like a stimulant. So it, it's uh, also prescribed for people with ADHD. Um so it gets you like real energized and real hyped up, but it, it mm -hmm. also makes you not eat because you're kind of like too speedy to eat. So yeah, I was going to say speed light, something like that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you, have you noticed a difference yet? Is Topamax one of those drugs that works pretty quickly or is it like a, you'll know in a month? Uh, it is one that works like right away. So I have okay. noticed it like immediately, um, that like, I'm able to just stop and think like, am I actually hungry or mm -hmm. is this uh, just like an impulse eating? Um, and so, which is like crazy for me because most of the time I'm just like, I ate a whole pie. How did I get here? Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. There's no thought process. There's no like thinking behind it. It's just like, boom, I am over halfway done with eating God knows what and God knows how much of what. And I haven't even had a chance to like think about it. So. Mm -hmm. Well, that's awesome. I, um, I remember in brain over bin, she like talks about reading a book about OCD and like how that could compare. And I thought mm -hmm. that was really interesting because I never would have thought to compare those things. Yeah. It's the, the compulsive, the impulsivity, like, yeah. um, and there's a lot of crossover between like binge eating disorder and a lot of things like, uh, you could, you could say that there's crossover with borderline too, borderline personality mm -hmm. disorder, um, because of the impulsivity, but it's, I mean, it just depends. That's where, like differential diagnoses come in because it's like, oh, who knows? Yeah. You know, it could be anything. It could be this. It could be that. Like, all we know yeah. is we're going to treat the symptom. And um, I think it's uh, interesting to think of it too as like, um, in relation to OCD, like it creates this intense like discomfort if you right. if you don't give in, and it's like you can't even describe it. There's just no way to describe it except like, I have to do this thing. Right. You know? And when people try to say, Oh, it's like, Oh, just live with the discomfort. It's like, that's not even an option. It's like, it's just impossible to describe to someone. I feel like. Right. I like, I literally feel like I'm going to die. Like, I feel like I'm going to explode into a million pieces and cease to exist. If I don't do this thing, like totally. Yeah. And like, you don't have any like 
clarity or any like free will until you've reached a certain point of fullness. Then it's like, right. okay, now I can be a normal person and just like do stuff or whatever. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I have a hard time sleeping too, if I'm not like at a certain stage of fullness. And so it's like, oh, really? so ridiculous. So, so, so ridiculous. And I have meds for that too. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. Um, and then I, I mean, I just got this like fitness tracker thing and sleep tracker. And so <laughs> like today it told me, cause I ate Chipotle yesterday, but it was late ish. I mean, it was, it was seven, but I stayed awake until like midnight or something. But this morning it was like, um, your heart rate went down suddenly in the middle of the night. Did you eat too late? Like, what? <laughs> so I know like you're not supposed to eat before bed, but if your brain makes you right, you do? right. <laughs> Well, and I mean, there's so much too that's like your brain, your body can't tell time. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, you still burn calories when you're sleeping. Like there's a lot of like, oh, you're not supposed to do this and you're not supposed to do that. And that really feeds into the binging because the more yeah. that you're like, oh, I'm not supposed to do this. Like I'm not supposed to have cheese. I'm not supposed to have whole fat milk. Like what the fuck ever. The more you're not supposed to, the more you fucking do it. Yeah. So it's um that totally. and that's where like the therapeutic part comes in of like have you ever heard of intuitive eating? Yeah. Okay. So that is like that is probably the only thing that has any science to back it up that it actually works. Really? That's like the only thing like when it comes to dieting of all the diets like it's the only thing that that has I mean, any research that says that it works for like longevity, at least in terms of longevity, because mm. most diets work amazing in the short term. Of course they do. Um, yeah. But then in the long term, and you're not even talking like that long, you're talking three years, you know, and mm. it's like the stats are three to five years, 98% of people will gain all the weight back and more. And so, but it, with intuitive eating, most people get to like their set point of weight. And so, and that might still be overweight, you know, it might still be slightly obese, but it's, it's healthy, it's happy, like your blood pressure is regulated, your blood sugar is regulated, like your body is healthy and happy. Um, but people are maintaining those weights. And so okay. it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. I am, that's my like, um, I'm really hoping that the meds will be able to allow me to like really embrace the intuitive eating mm -hmm. um, because it's, it's the only thing that has any like science to show that it works long-term and I would really like to stop yo-yo dieting. Like it would be ideal. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really cool. I, I, I never really looked into like what is backed by science. Cause I think so many things, they just don't even do any research on. So mm -hmm. it's like, um, you know, I've never even thought about looking at that, but that's, that makes sense. Um, it, what's, what really bothers me now is like, anytime someone talks about losing weight or, or the way people who have never been fat talk about what they imagine it's like, or what you should do. It's always like, um, I, oh God, I hate in particular when people go like, I just needed to love myself and focus on like 
nourish nourishing my body and i'm just like oh my god fuck off yep uh, when people like tie it too much to emotion or self-esteem i'm like for me that doesn't ring true right you know um so i'm sure there are a lot of different reasons for it just like with everything but for me, I'm like, I don't think that's why. I think it's something else. And I think that really simplifies it um, in a really like insulting way. Because mm-hmm. like you said, there's so many people who um, you can lose weight. You can put in this effort and lose weight at some point. I think most people have probably lost a good deal of weight at some point, but you gain it back. So it's that like, one percent of one percent keep it off long term or whatever and it's like if it was an emotional issue it wouldn't be that high people would go to therapy and then they would stop right you know what i mean right. people wouldn't have like limbs cut off from diabetes and still like not be able to do it people wouldn't go blind from diabetes and still not be able to lose the weight if it was really just fucking that right <laughs> you know yeah like, clearly there's so much more to it that's uh, uh, intuitive eating has been found to work with people with diabetes even. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like <laughs> so crazy because diabetes is like, that's real shit, you know, like that's yeah. that's fucking crazy. And so um, it's just amazing to me. Like, that's absolutely amazing, you know, that, that people are finding like ways to regulate their own bodies with literally by being mindful uh, and not like. And then, you know, checking their sugars and stuff and being like, no shit, I'm good. Like, whoa. But it, it doesn't have anything to do with loving yourself. Like, sometimes loving yourself means eating a fucking piece of candy. Like, right, totally. you know, that doesn't that doesn't mean that I fucking hate myself just because I wanted, like, McDonald's for breakfast. Like, that's ridiculous. That's totally yeah. ridiculous. Or that if you're unhappy with your body, it means you're unhappy with yourself. It's like, no, they can be completely separate things. Right. (laughs) I can be a totally cool person and know that I'm a super cool person and still be like, man, I wish I could go up a flight of stairs easier. Like, (laughs) (laughs) they're mutually, you know, they are mutually exclusive for sure. Yeah, totally. Um. I feel like I wanted to ask you something else about that. Um, oh, I just wanted to ask you what is, so intuitive eating is, it really is just mindfulness, right? Thinking about what you should be eating or something like in the moment, what do I want? What does my body need right now? Or is there like a so lot to it? There's a lot to it. So I, I'll read you the 10, um, the 10, there's like 10 tenets to intuitive eating it's my wallpaper on my phone it has been forever so number one is rejecting the diet mentality and that's like the idea that like your life is going to be better and everything's going to be awesome like once you finally lose the weight and people will love you and like it's all a matter of motivation and willpower and you just don't have it and you just need to be better and like the whole reason you're fat is because you just suck like like (laughs) that is the diet mentality you know like that's the whole idea. Um, so that's the very number one thing is like, just reject it, get rid of it, stop hoping to lose weight and just be. Um, the second one is to make peace with food. So to get rid of the idea that like you have trigger foods 
or that like you just can't be around cake because like oh my gosh you'll just you know totally lose it but and to stop being afraid of things like to stop being like I would um when I was at my lowest weight I didn't go to family dinners or family birthdays or anything because I was like I can't I can't do that because I can't even be around food because then I'll screw up and then I'll gain weight and so like for a solid year, I literally didn't go to family dinners or anything like that. And it's like, okay, so I guess that was somehow worth, like, that wasn't worth being at a low weight. That was not worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, the third one is honoring your hunger. So um, stopping the, the like, back and forth between, like, am I hungry? Am I really hungry? Like, or do I really need that food right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and rather just giving yourself unconditional permission to eat. Uh, number four is challenging the food police. And so that's that voice in your head. That's like, is that really good for you? Like, should you really be eating that? You know, which is constant, right? Uh, number five is respecting your fullness. So listening and being attuned with your body signals to where, um, you can identify when you're full because we're not good at that. We are so not good at that. Like realistically, the amount of food that we eat is so fucking ridiculous compared to the amount of food that our bodies actually want. Um, Mm -hmm. And then number six is discovering the satisfaction factor. So um, like finding pleasure in eating and um, like really truly enjoying it rather than it being like this passive experience, um, Mm -hmm. which sometimes it is, you can't get away from that. Sometimes you just need to like literally just nourish your body so you don't get sick and pass out. Like it is what it is, you know, but Mm -hmm. other times like you can truly enjoy it and like truly enjoy food and have it be a, a satisfying experience. And, and in turn, it causes you to eat less because you're like, damn, that was good. Like, and I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, number seven is honoring your feelings without using food. And so that one is like my hardest one because mm. like, oh shit, I'm sad. I should eat. I'm happy. I should eat. Like I'm depressed. <laughs> I should eat. Like any emotion means food, right? Um, number eight is respecting your body. And so that's, I'll, uh, accept your genetic blueprint. Just as a person with a shoe size of eight would not expect to realistically squeeze into a shoe size of six, it is equally as futile and uncomfortable to have the same expectation with your body size Mm -hmm. so like I mean you know if you are like I am never gonna be I'm probably never gonna be in like single digit pant sizes and that's just like that's okay like that's fine you know Mm -hmm. um number nine is exercise and feel the difference so exercising to feel good not exercising to lose weight you know but rather Mm -hmm. to like for your mental health and your overall like wellness and like in a way that respects your body instead of like punishes yourself. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is honoring your health. And so that one is um, gentle nutrition. So making food choices that are more um, like uh, more aware, but without slipping into the like food police mentality. So being like, you know, I, I, I kind of ate a lot of things that weren't super great for me today. I think, you know, for dinner, I'm going to have a salad to kind of balance that out. Um, 
so being gentle about it rather than being like, oh God, I can't eat dinner tonight because I was so bad today. I was so horrible. Like, mm-hmm. that's good. Those are, those are good things to keep in mind. I yeah. love intuitive eating. It's, it is, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That seems awesome. Um, I I just wrote down a couple notes where you were reading it because at first I was like, okay, I'm going to remember stuff. And then when you got to like number six, I was like, I don't remember anything before. I don't know why I thought I would remember. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> but, um, but when you were talking about like policing while you're eating and stuff, that made me think of, um, I was doing this because for a while, of course, like when you have food issues, you try to figure out what the fuck is going on and what could work for you and like why. And, you know, so I was doing this program that had something called parts work where you're like, what part of you is whatever. And I realized that I'm like pretty much 100% like rebel. Uh. Yeah. So this, like, I am feeling like more normal with food now, but when I was really binging a lot, that's all it was. I don't have that voice. That's like, you shouldn't eat this. I don't have that. I don't feel guilty about it. It's like, there's none of that. So it's like, just like my, um, like punk teen self running the show going, I don't need to be fucking skinny for you. And I don't need to eat what the fuck you say. And this, you know, so that was kind of interesting to learn, you know? Yeah. (laughs) They call that, um, you know, it's interesting because that is actually, a step in the intuitive eating food process is, is they call that a refeeding because you, your rebel comes out. And when you're challenging the food police, you turn into like this, like, fuck you, fuck you. Like <laughs> I'm taking it back. So it's interesting because it actually is a crucial step in like taking your body back and taking that power back. Like, Oh, that's awesome. The most people do guess, go through it. Yeah. And, and the, because I never really thought about that because I was like, um, I was in this group with other people who were really trying to stay perfect. And like, I was too, but I'm like, they, a lot of them had the issue with like feeling really guilty or like really policing what they're eating. Um, and it, I never would have thought that like, they need to develop more of that like fuck off thing. But if you're stuck in that diet mentality where you still want to be policed kind of. Right. I mean, you can't really do that, I guess. Right. You got to fight back a little bit. Yeah. But then they're going to like fall off track. And so maybe for them it's, it wasn't worth it at that time. But if they ever want to have like a normal relationship with food, you might have to. Right. Um, And then uh, also, like I was thinking about the only time I've really had a steady weight in my life. It was like maybe five years that I just weighed the same. It was because like I'd lost a lot of weight and then suddenly like it just didn't work anymore. You know, whatever I was doing just wasn't happening anymore and it felt completely out of my control. So then I went, well, I'm not doing that again. Like I was just like, I'm never dieting again because that was so like, it felt like I had everything under control and then I just didn't. Yeah. So I'm just not going to do that again. Um, so then I gained some of the way back, but not as much as I started with. And I think because I kept that, like, I'm not going to diet. I think it's actually like seven years. I did, I stayed at that one weight and then I could be around whatever food and it was fine. Like I remember most of the time, like 
if someone brought donuts to work or something, I'd be like, no, I don't want a donut. Cause it was, it felt neutral. The decision felt neutral. I right. could have it or I could not. But then once I went back into like dieting and then super bad binging for like over a year, like so bad, it was like, if there were donuts, I had to eat like at least three and it was like torture. I yep. wanted to eat all of them. It was ugh, the fucking worst. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep. I, I understand completely. I'm still like trying to trying to find that neutrality, that balance. Yeah. I, I think especially once you've gained so much weight that you're really not okay with staying there. Yeah. Like it becomes harder because you go, well, no, I need to lose weight from here. Like, okay, if I just get back down to where I was before, then fine. Then food can be neutral. But right, right now. <laughs> yep, exactly. exactly. Adding that pressure and it does not help. Right. <laughs> I remember as I was gaining weight, um, when I was just insane binging on food that I never even fucking would have wanted before, you know, like gas station snacks is like not, yeah. not even a thing for me, but all of a sudden like obsessed with, as I was gaining the weight, I kept like stopping myself and going, wait, am I okay with this? I'm not okay with this. And then at a certain point I went, what? You're not, no, you're not doing it. Cause you're okay with it. Why do you keep asking yourself? if you're okay with gaining weight, you're not, it's happening anyway. There's yeah. nothing you can do, but I, I kept like wanting to put the brakes on and it just would not fucking happen. Yeah. Fucking torture this food shit. It is. It is total and complete torture. And then what makes it like so much more difficult is the, all the psych meds that I'm on make it so much mm. more difficult because it's like this insatiable hunger all the time. And it's from, it's from the psych meds, you know, a big part of it is from the psych meds. So it's like, you've got all these issues with food and then you have them combined with, you know, medication that makes you insatiably hungry 24 seven. So I'm sleep eating, like I'm getting up in my sleep oh and I'm eating, like literally totally passed out. You know, my heart rate stays the same and I'm asleep, eyes closed and I'm eating like it's fucking oh crazy. God. That is some bullshit. Yeah. Like no matter what choices you can make consciously with your mindfulness and stuff, your sleeping body is like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want. Yep. When I uh, was logging and tracking and like weighing everything I ate, I would wake up to um, food logged in there. And like one time I made a full burrito. And what? Yes. Sleepwalking runs in my family. And um, so we do some weird shit, like some weird, weird shit. My little brothers used to um, uh, go out the front door and like walk down the street as like five, six, seven year olds, dude. And oh we would God. like, you know, hope get them in time. And then we installed like a deadbolt at the very top of the door. And one night we're sitting in the living room and like one of my little brothers comes out totally sleepwalking and he pulls out a stool and he tries to reach the deadbolt on the stool and he's totally asleep, like dead asleep. And so it's oh just God. It's pretty crazy. Like it's pretty insane. We're all sleep talkers and um, 
I have a uh, uh, night terrors too, so like Wayne gets punched a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Why are our brains so insane? I like, like sleeping, like dreaming. It's like what the fuck? Yeah. And then when you add something like that, sleepwalking, sleep talking, it just gets to a whole, a whole, whole new level. level. <laughs> yeah, whole new level. We found out that um, me and Wayne actually both have sleep apnea. Oh, and okay. um, the CPAPs have actually helped a lot. We oh. have like his and hers CPAPs. It's oh ridiculous. God, <laughs> it's like so <laughs> ridiculous. Oh my God, it's hilarious though. Um <laughs> but it's uh it's nice he doesn't snore when he's wearing his so like as long as he's wearing his he doesn't snore anymore and I'm just like yes this is nice but I'll still um I grind my teeth so I sleep with a mouth guard and a CPAP (laughs) and I'm still talking in my sleep so I'm like it's all muffled like hello That is hilarious. So you're a fucking mess. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> I love. I love this image of you with your mouth guard and your CPAP machine, and just like, uh-huh. hey, what are you doing over there? Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. With a lot more cussing and usually like fist shaking, like. Oh no. God. It's well. pretty funny. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I and I'm really happy for you that Wayne doesn't store anymore. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, because that is rough. Yeah, that is rough. Would you do the thing where like when he was snoring, you just like push him, you're just like need to wake him up just enough. You're like, get out of REM sleep or wherever you're at. Like, yep. Get- well, I would just roll him because he'd fall <laughs> over on his back and I'd be like, nope, and I'll roll that bitch over like and then he'll stop. <laughs> roll that bitch over (laughs) i love it like a really good strategy it worked yeah that's amazing um one other thing that i just wanted to say about the um just in insulting beliefs i think people have about if you're fat like for one i hate that i feel like most thin people think fat people are just them but but flawed or weak Mm. And it's like, no, clearly we have a 100% different thing happening with food right. in our brain. <laughs> it's like, that drives me insane. But also even some of those things that are like, you know, um, move your body or eat less or blah, blah, blah. Like, um, that is like a lot of the problem though. It's like, uh, so you know, I read this one book, I'm sure there's whatever, so much other like research that who knows, but it was talking about like leptin and how, you know, oh. if you, uh, yeah, are like eating a lot, your brain is like, we're starving, like, because mm-hmm. it doesn't know the leptin's there anymore. So you literally feel like you're starving, which makes you not want to move. And it's your brain being like, hey, we need to eat, 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 because we're going to fucking die. Right. So it's not real. like people make it like a personal accountability thing. And it's just not right. (laughs) If it were, if it were like a personal accountability thing, if it were truly a lack of like willpower or motivation, I wouldn't have a master's degree um, at 25. 
like I wouldn't have gotten my dream job at 24. Like I, you know, I wouldn't have four college degrees. Like I would, I wouldn't have bought a house. Like I, I wouldn't have any of these accomplishments because I lack willpower like right totally it doesn't it makes sense you know like if if it were truly a willpower issue then I would just be a fucking loser and I'm not like I, I have all of these all of these like this list of accomplishments this is just this one thing that I can't um get down and it's not it's a it's a mental issue you know like it's a it's um an emotional issue for sure but it's not a willpower issue yeah and I think we're still so early in understanding like um food stuff and like addiction and even like sleep stuff there are a lot of things that we have like no idea how to fix or how it works So it's like, we really just don't know yet exactly what's going on, but just that there are medications that are like changing your brain or whatever that can help with food. It's like, well, clearly there are physiological things or whatever. Um, and we just need so much more research, but I think it, a lot of it starts with, um, shit. We're okay. Yeah. We were frozen for a second. I just didn't want to keep talking. Um, but a lot of it starts with like believing what people are dealing with and like actually going, this is not about you and your willpower, or whatever. Like, let's figure out what is going on. Cause when right. you can just dismiss it, then I think there is a lot of research going into stuff that's like not really the root of the problem. I think you can treat some of the symptoms maybe somewhat effectively with different things, but it's not really the reason why mm-hmm. it's happening, you know? Um, so I don't know. I'm excited for people a hundred years from now or whatever, who don't have to deal with this shit <laughs> when yeah. they finally know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> It will be it will be interesting for sure. And I I wonder too, like how much of it is is um like food chemical related, like the chemicals yeah. that we put in our foods, yeah. um, because. But then, like, also at the same time, I'm like, oh, well, I still had these issues though when I ate nothing but like zucchini and grilled chicken. Like, I still mm-hmm. had these issues. But also we use pesticides and stuff that we never used to use. Right. And we yeah. the stuff that we put in our food now is very, very different. You know, and we blamed MSG for a minute there. Um, mm. But it was never MSG. Like MSG is actually an awesome additive. You can add that to anything. Like, and it doesn't actually make you think that what was the, it, the idea was that it, it made you think that you were not full and still hungry Mm, but that's not a thing that was just like I which is so weird but whatever (laughs) um but yeah so I I wonder too how much of it is what we do to our food yeah see and I do think there's a lot of truth to that too and the only thing that made me question that sort of thing recently was um that I follow this Instagram page called like historical fat people or something where it's it's just like uh you know pictures of people who were fat at any time like a long time ago um so then I was like oh well wait what the fuck this is probably like before fast food was around yeah you know 
So, and they're not like Marilyn Monroe fat, you know what I mean? Uh, where people are like, she was kind of big, if you think about it. Um, it's like legitimately where it's like, okay, so this is just, has been a thing. And I mean, I do think that definitely contributes though, because all the processed food, it's so much harder to stop eating when you have it. Um, I will tell you, this is purely anecdotal. It's just based on my experience. But when I um, recently was like every day, just like writing down thoughts about food stuff and reading things and watching things and, and really just trying to assess what is going on, um, I, by happenstance, um, also then became, became vegan which I've been before. And when I was vegan, um, vegan and gluten-free once in the past, I made like 10 years ago, maybe I made a post, um, about how I felt like I was a completely different person with food. And I was like, I have a thought that I don't need to eat everything now. And, you know, but I kind of forgot about that or I didn't really like think anything of it. But going vegan again now, which really for me was just getting rid of the dairy because I already hadn't had meat or eggs for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really just the dairy. It happened again where I went, oh, now I like actually feel full or don't care about eating all of the cookies or all of the ice cream. Um, and I don't feel any more of a pull to like sugary foods than other foods. Really, I started craving fruits and vegetables and wanting to exercise. Now I can exercise. Now I want to, mm -hmm. whereas before I wanted to want to, but it was like very hard to do. Mm -hmm. um, so then I was like, I don't know why I think maybe dairy plays a part, at least for some people. Um, but I think, you know, and looking a little bit into it, like it has some sort of natural opioid in it that's like maybe that's part of it um but also i think it probably does influence the leptin thing because mm -hmm. that's like the main difference is that now i kind of notice when i'm full or when i'm hungry like i can kind of tell yeah <laughs> you know um so it's it's just been really weird but i also don't it's like when you think you're finding something that helps, I want to like tell everybody, but yes. then I've also had so many times when, you know, things are working and then they're just not or whatever. So it's like, I go like, okay, I don't need to tell everybody, but, um, but I also feel like giving up dairy is so fucking easy. Like in comparison to other things I did where before it was like giving up sugar and flour helped in a similar way. Mm -hmm. Um, but only once you can actually get over that hump and then you still kind of want it all the time. And if you slip, you're totally fucked. Right. But dairy, it's not like that. You don't, at least for me, I'm not like craving dairy all the time. It's not hard to not have it. When I do give into it, it's not like I'm going off the fucking rails. It would, it just makes it a little bit harder for a while, but, but saying, well, I'm not going to have dairy again is easy mm -hmm. versus if it were sugar once you've had it once when you're like in that cycle it's uh it's impossible to stop having it again so i don't know i kind of think um because i was doing this pl 
plan that was all about like giving up sugar and flour and three meals a day and this like very rigid thing that was working for a while. But I think that that was one of those things that it treats the symptom. Um, and for me, I think the dairy creates the um, intense craving for sugar for whatever reason. And I don't know if it's because of the leptin thing and then sugar just has a lot of calories. So your brain goes, Hey, eat fucking sugar, eat fat, eat pizza, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, but um, I would love for there to be more research on that because it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. It's still losing weight. It's impossible because you have to eat so few calories. It's really fucking hard to actually have that be part of it. But um, you know, yeah. We it's need just, more research for sure. Yeah. Um, but I just found out recently, this is like a totally different subject, but I was reading that, um, I read that book, the body keeps the score and they just, <laughs> they just have so much cool research in it. And, uh, so like the neurofeedback stuff is mm -hmm. really cool and how they say that works with addiction and different things, but that they say like, you can't get research for these things because, whatever they're tied to pharmaceutical companies. So people don't want to pay for research for something that's going to challenge that. It's just a big bummer when you realize how many things aren't being researched, even if there are people who know they're valuable Yeah, because some higher up that funds it has to decide it's valuable too. Right. Right. It's so disappointing. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to move on to another fucking game. <laughs> So sorry for talking about that for so long. No, it was great. Um, it was great. <laughs> okay. So this one is about like hobbies slash self-care activities. Because okay. people always talk about self-care and it's like, it does feel like it mostly means bubble baths when people talk about it. You know what I mean? And Very it's true. like, I, I think it is also just hard to find what actually helps you feel calm. So I just want to ask you some of these questions and then we'll see if we can figure out what your stuff is um, and maybe new things, new things you haven't tried. Okay. So would you rather make a sweater or make a cake? Oh, a cake. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm always too lazy to make a cake. Even I have brownie mix and every time I think to make it, I'm like, yeah, mix ingredients. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> Run or walk? Walk. Vent to a friend or write in a journal. Vent to a friend. Take a vacation away or staycation? Vacation away. Bath or shower? Bath. Oh, yeah. All the way. Oh, yeah. And you have your fancy bathtub. Yes. I have a Japanese God. soaking tub. So oh, my God. it is life. Yeah, that see that sounds nice. My like normal tub? No. What am I getting out of this? Shopping or brunch? Brunch. Dance or sing? Oh god, I hate dancing. I didn't dance on my own wedding. I don't dance. You don't even dance like yourself? Like no. around oh, the god, house? No. Nope. Mm -mm. You don't like it? No, I hate dancing. It's awful. Oh my god, that's Do you like singing? I love singing. Yes. I love okay. to sing, but, uh, that's Wayne's favorite thing about me is that I hate to dance. Cause so does he. Oh my God. That's <laughs> so funny. 
And have you tried different things? Have you like done much dancing in your life and just really did not get joy from it? I just, I've done enough to know that I hate it. Like I just feel so awkward and uncomfortable and I just want to die. Like it's just terrible. This is um, like, I always thought I hated dancing. Um, One day I danced for the last like 10 minutes, this club was open and I was like, this is the funnest thing I've ever done in my whole life. But then I never did it again because I was too shy. And then um, I still had this narrative that I hated dancing, but then I took Zumba classes and I realized that when you tell me what to do, I can enjoy dancing. But when it's me deciding how to move, it's like, I can't really do that. I feel self-conscious. I don't, I don't know how to do that. It's not a skill I have. So for me, it was like very different having like a fitness dance thing, even though it's like not really dancing. It's like choreography or whatever. <laughs> That's why I was just curious. A pottery class or binge watch TV series? Binge watch TV. Hmm. Nice. I love your choices. That's like, I think pretty much how I feel about most of them too. Like, even though I would say like staycation, it's like, but that's not really going to um, feel like self-care. It's just what I'm going to do because it's easier. Right. But yeah. So what do you do now? Like to calm yourself down, to give yourself a break, to get rid of like a burnout um i am obsessed with audiobooks right now audiobooks are like my jam um and i've been doing um a lot of attachment work um so i'm really like um i'm just like entranced with the whole idea of attachment um Mm -hmm. i think it's really interesting and then it, it also like feeds into my work too but it's also like a really personal thing um and so that's just kind of like my time to just like I, I commute so it's like making good use of that commute time and it, it makes me honestly forget that I even am commuting um and then um I I make sure that I always get good sleep that is a big thing I don't go to sleep late I'm usually asleep by nine o'clock um bubble baths are totally a thing 100 mm-hmm. percent Um, I'm a big believer in breath work in like deep breathing and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, binge watching TV is definitely like a self-care thing for me (laughs) for sure. Um, Grey's Anatomy is life. Oh, okay. I was going to ask what shows. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy is like my jam right now because that's the only thing that's making new episodes currently. Um, Oh, Everything else, I'm, like, waiting for it to come back, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying to get back into exercising because once upon a time, it was my favorite self-care activity. But I think mm. I am having a really hard time with just seeing it as a self-care activity. Um, yeah. And so I need to see it as that so that I do it rather than, like, I need to do this to lose weight or, like, whatever. Um so I have a whole gym. I literally have a full gym. I have a treadmill. I have a stationary bike. I have a rowing machine. I have a bench press. I have a leg press. I have like 3,000, 4,000 pounds in weight. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. I have a, a, a um, boxing stand, like a kickboxing stand. Okay. 
I have a lot, <laughs> but I just need to use it. When you were exercising a lot before, is that what you would do like a home gym situation or were you going out or I was doing, I was doing three things. I was running by myself and with Wayne and then I was, um, kickboxing at a gym and then kickboxing at home with Wayne. And then I was weightlifting at home by myself and with Wayne. Oh, Okay. So when you're trying to get into starting that routine again now, do you guys try to do it together? Is that usually how you plan it out? That's what I'm trying to do. I asked him today and he said, that sounds like a lot of work. Mm. So we'll, <laughs> I'm just like, I need a buddy, dude. Like I see, yeah. I need a buddy. I'm not going to be able to do this one alone. Well, you know, my friend just told me recently that she does exercise videos with her mom, like over Zoom every day. Oh. Her mom lives in another state. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a great idea. Like whether it's your mom or your friend or your cousin or whoever will do it with you, like knowing that you can be together easily that way. It's like even if it was not an exercise video, but it was like, look, I'm going to lift weights. You lift weights. We'll watch each other lifting weights. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So that seems like a cool way to do it. I also like, um, I think, I think you can just get the Peloton app, uh, for like $15 and they have like, a running things where, um, I don't, I've never done that one. So I don't know what they tell you, they tell you to do, but they have outdoor running ones too. Um, so I could see that being like a good in between if you don't have a buddy, but you still feel like, it's uh, more of an activity. Like there's somebody there. Right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's, I, I totally get that though. Like um, not connecting it to weight loss. Cause that's what people always say. You know, it's like, you have to see it for what it is because it usually doesn't really impact weight loss very much. So tying it to that just complicates things, but it is really hard to see it a different way and to be motivated to do it without something like that right you know it's it's fucking hard so it's like oh just to take care of myself what <laughs> whatever i don't care that much about taking care of myself mm -hmm. <laughs> and it doesn't feel like you because it's not what you want to be doing at that time so you go well but taking care of myself right now sounds like going on the couch and watching the show I want to watch. Right. I don't really, <laughs> you know, so it's, yeah, it's, um, it's hard. I keep trying to build a routine with that stuff. Like, when am I willing to do this? Like after work? And then how does that look? How am I like yeah. before work? It's just, uh, it's tough. And it's, it's tough without someone else to motivate you too. I think. Definitely. Yeah. So tough. Are you still working from home? I go back to the office this week. So. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. yeah. And it's not, I'm not thrilled about it partially because I mean, clearly COVID is like on the rise again worse. Yeah. So I think it's like a bad idea. And Pretty much, yeah, every day I'm going to be on a school campus meeting with kids who are disgusting and are, yeah, disgusting. You can't get them to do whatever you can. If you 
because they're like, oh, have them wash their hands before session. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) have you met a child ever? Just wondering. Yeah, I'll send them into the bathroom, but who knows what they're doing? I mean, and even if they are washing their hands, I know what I was like as a kid. It's like, I got some water, we're good, or whatever. Like, I'm not really doing a great job. So, yeah, it's a little. a little nerve-wracking when it's like they're I don't know I feel like it's gonna take like some big tragedy for things to be like locked down again but it's gonna happen yeah so but yeah going back not thrilled been anxious but I'm just trying to go okay I probably won't die if I get it and if I do die, well, at least the stress of work won't be there. So <laughs> <laughs> like always trying to be positive in my own weird way. <laughs> um, I also want to ask you about the audiobooks. What audiobooks have you been listening to? So the last okay, I'm gonna go into my audible and read you my favorite ones. Yes. Um, there's a book called Homecoming by John Bradshaw, which I think should only be read through, um, audiobook because it is, um, getting back, like re in touch with your inner child mm-hmm. and like it's reparenting. And so I feel like you need it read to you in order to do the work like successfully and like effectively. Um, oh, interesting. it is, it's it's really good. It's probably like the best book I've ever read, to be honest. Like I cried the whole wow. way through. It's, it's amazing. Um, and then I just read Polly Secure by Jessica Fern. Um, and that is one that I would recommend to anybody, whether or not they're in a monogamous relationship or not, because it talks, it's all about attachment and how it affects like how we interact in our relationships. And mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I think that you know, obviously the divorce rates are crazy. Like monogamous relationships are not great either. Like, so Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how you're doing relationships. Like it's probably, you're probably not doing it well. Um, so (laughs) Polly secure is a really, really good book. Um, I really liked it. And then now I'm reading, I'm reading, um, attached by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. Um, I just started it, but I really like it so far. Some way. It's playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen now. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> That's awesome. So do you only listen um, on your commute or are you able to listen at work at all while you're doing? Anything? I cannot multitask with that to yeah. save my life. I can't even listen to music and like do my notes and stuff. Um mm-hmm. So, cause I'll just like end up writing in my notes, like my book. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I'm the same way. I can't multitask. It's a big pain in the ass, but that's just, um, how long is your commute? 35 minutes. Okay. Okay. So that's pretty good. The whole day you're getting over an hour in. That's good. Yeah. Cause I just know, I think I've only ever listened to one audio book. And it was 
somewhere between eight and 11 hours. I don't remember, but I was like, that is so fucking long. Like, I was like, does it take that long when I read it? That is yeah. so long. <laughs> well, I also drive a lot for my work. So I'm driving to oh, in between shit. clients' houses, you know? So, um, uh, like, I give, I, I spend probably like, I would say five hours on the road um, a week uh, just driving around in a county car to clients houses um so that works out perfectly too because then I have my audiobook for then as well oh well that's awesome yeah that's very cool because yeah I would just be doing podcasts but it's like you don't always get something out of podcasts depending on what they're about so right sometimes you're just listening to listen and that's cool too but I also like I'm making the most of my time in that way you know Mm -hmm. especially when it's still like a personal interest for you like you're not going I'm listening to this book for work you know it kind of becomes like a lot yeah okay I do have two more games one of them's really just questions not really like a game but um best this is just best so best trip you ever took um the best trip I ever took was when I got engaged um we went to whiskey town falls and it was so pretty it was like one of the most pretty waterfalls ever um and we went horseback riding and it was so cool because we got there and they had lost our reservation. And mm-hmm. so we were like, oh, my gosh, like, this totally sucks. And they were like, it's okay. Like, just come back the next day and we'll make it up to you. So our one-hour ride turned into a three-hour sunset ride. Wow. We were so sore, but it was so worth it. Like, it was so awesome. Oh and it was just beautiful because, like, we got to watch the sun go down and our horses were just, like, they were so well cared for and they had so much personality Aww. And um, I, we got to run with them. And so it was just a ton of fun, like so much fun. That's awesome. That's it sounded like it could have could have gone bad with that extra time. Like you said, being sore and everything. Like I remember as a kid being at a, a fair and I was on like the Tilt-A-Whirl sort of thing and everybody was having a great time so then they kept it going <laughs> and then I was so sick when we got off but it's like oh that was almost fun I see why you thought extending it would be nice right it wasn't <laughs> but that's awesome that it even though you were sore you guys felt like no this is ultimately a treat just a yeah it definitely was ass. Yes, it (laughs) was incredibly painful for like the next couple of days. But we just like, (laughs) we went hiking the day before and the day after and then the day after that. And so it was like, we just got our bodies moving, you know, and it was like, that helped a lot. That helped a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, that's so funny, too. When you're thinking like, the last thing I want to do is move. But it's like, that's the only thing that actually can help. Yep, (laughs) yep. Uh, the best compliment you ever received? Um, one time a guy told me that he was going to, it was this very, 
I'm going to assume schizophrenic, um, like, at least, the very least, like, absolutely out of his mind, very homeless guy, like, probably on <laughs> multiple drugs. I got off the bus, and he said that he was going to kill himself today, but after seeing me, he decided against it. And <laughs> I think that'll probably stay in my mind forever. <laughs> oh, wow. That is amazing. Why is, I really do feel like, um, really old men or like homeless men, like they do make me feel special in a way that I think from other guys, it would just feel creepy. Yeah. So I think that's amazing. I just, I once uh, at mental health had a guy outside just say, hello, nurse. And I was like, okay, this is it for me. That's all I ever want to hear in a <laughs> the best moment in your relationship um that's hard we've had a lot of really good moments but I think I think the best moment in our relationship was probably the first time that we told each other we loved each other he mm -hmm. was looking at me this was on our second date and he was looking at mm -hmm. me and I could hear in his brain like I could hear him saying it and so oh I told him, you should just say it. And he was like, what? What are you talking about? And he was, I was like, I hear you already. Like, you should just say it out loud. Just say it. And then after like a little bit of back and forth, like he finally said, I love you. And I was like, oh, I fucking knew it. And I didn't say it back till oh the next day because, you know, <laughs> I had to hold on to a little bit of power. Right. Um, <laughs> so messed up. <laughs> oh my god that's the cutest but it was uh it was crazy because it was our second date and the connection was like so strong that I knew um I could read I could literally read his mind like I could see in his in his eyes like that that's what he wanted to say and and oh and it god. was like so it was pretty cool that's so cool yeah oh my god amazing our six-year anniversary just um passed to oh. on, the, on the second of this oh month. wow that's incredible and how long have you guys been married now um it will be three years in eight nine ten eleven three days wow awesome it happened fast it. <laughs> yeah that's amazing uh best friend in elementary school Oh, she's still my best friend. Her name is Leah oh. Weinbrecht, and I love her to death. She lives in San Diego now, but we still talk all the time. She is my, my bestest friend. That's she, so cool. <laughs> she um, was really shy, and I was, like, really brave in elementary school. And so, like, uh, I had my mom call her mom and, like, uh, schedule, like, a, you know, like a play date kind of deal. And um, her mom went and told her, like, hey, like, Ellen's going to come over, like, you know, next weekend. And she was like, what? Oh, my God, she is? Like, and so, Aww. and it was just, like, hit it off. We've been friends ever since. That's so cute. <laughs> and, of course, you were a brave, bold <laughs> elementary schooler. That's, like, fully your personality still. <laughs> <laughs> what grade were you guys in? Fourth amazing that's so cool that you're still friends i love that it's pretty awesome 
best time you ever had with strangers? One time I was at a bar and um, there's this adult charades app that I have and it's like charades but dirty and so I, like the stuff that you guess is just like so inappropriate and wild oh like God. and I was playing it I just Wayne was doing something and I was really bored so I went up to these two guys and I was like do you guys want to play a game and they were like yeah and within like 10 minutes I ended up with 20 people around me and we're all just passing my phone playing charades I didn't know any of them didn't know their names um and we're and Wayne comes out and he's like what is happening like (laughs) just getting down hello like playing this game and it's just so funny because like you we don't we literally haven't even introduced our you know ourselves to each other yet but we're like describing what a dirty Sanchez is so (laughs) That's amazing. That sounds like an amazing experience and an amazing game just in general. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's so cool. I love that. And I love that you knew right away. Like when I was writing these questions, I was like, is she going to have answers for these? Are you going to go, I don't fucking know. Best time (laughs) with strangers. (laughs) So that's amazing. I love that. I'm so glad I asked that one. Okay, so I have one final game, and I'll make it quick. We'll do a rapid-fire thing so you can get on with your day. Uh, Since it took us, whatever, 20 minutes or something to set up our friggin' headphone situation, (laughs) both of us had our own headphone dilemma. So terrible. But okay, would you rather? This is Tattoo Edition, because I just want to preface, you have... I don't remember what your other tattoos are, but I remember that you have an Elizabeth Kubler-Ross tattoo, yes, right? Yes, What does it say again? Um, let me... I don't have it memorized because it's so long. Um, <laughs> okay. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggle, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life that fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep loving concern. Beautiful people do not just happen. That's amazing. I love that so much. (laughs) Way too long to memorize. Yeah. Why did I think it was like just a normal sized quote? Maybe have I seen it or did no. you just tell me about it? You haven't okay. Seen it. Yeah. Okay. So that's why in my mind I was like, yeah, she showed me, but it's like, no, you told me. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> but I just love that. Um, I think that's so cool. And again, like that's another thing that just like you're being a bold fourth grader, like that totally just fits your personality so much. And and that's how we like became friends was like right away we both like saw that we had an interest in like trauma and it was like click boom yep. like we are friends now. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and I love that other people saw it too. Like yep. we were doing the internship at the law office and then one of the lawyers is just like, um, are you guys is this gonna be friends or like <laughs> right away? <laughs> Okay, so would you rather tattoo edition? 
So this is going to be, which of these do you want a tattoo of? And you have to pick one. Okay. okay? It can't be like, oh, I don't want either one of those. No. Okay. Except bald eagle or American flag. Oh, bald eagle. <laughs> okay. Good choice. Quote from a Geico commercial or a quote from a puddle of mud song. A Geico commercial. <laughs> A Superman back piece or an anime chest piece? <gasps> Superman. No <laughs> anime. <laughs> an owl kissing a butterfly, like full on Frenching, or a turtle humping a croc shoe? <laughs> the turtle in the croc shoe, because that's just <laughs> funny. Uh, a tramp stamp of your choosing or an armband of your choosing? A tramp stamp. And I want, I know what I want to get, but nobody wants me to get it. Um, I want to get the quadratic equation. Oh. X equals negative V plus or minus the square root of V squared minus 4AC divided by 2A. Yeah, I want to get that hella bad as a tramp stamp, but nobody will let me. <laughs> Why? Is it just the, the shock of it? Is it being a tram stamp? Like, like or is there... I, my mom and I had an inside joke for, like, the longest time that that would be the funniest tram stamp. And I'm just like, dude, but it would be the coolest tram stamp ever. Like, the quadratic equation. Like, and I also love algebra. That's, like, a weird thing about me. I really like algebra. Oh. So... <laughs> I, you know what? I love this idea and I'm in support. Who is it, Wayne, that really doesn't want you yes, to get it? He does not want okay. the quadratic equation, tramp stamp. And I figure like he sees my lower back the most. So I guess I should respect it. Yeah. And this is, you know what? Recently, me and Sean were talking about tattoos and he, he was like browsing through other people's tattoos and someone had a tattoo of a can of beans. And Sean eats beans constantly. And he was like, oh my God, I want a bean tattoo. And I was like, no. <laughs> it's like, if you want me to continue to love you, you will not get a bean tattoo. So I can relate to Wayne in this. You know what? No, it's a no. Wayne says no, it's a no. Sometimes <laughs> you got to use that relationship veto power. Like, <laughs> you do. It's fair. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Ellen. It was so nice talking to you. I haven't talked to you or seen you in, you know, over a year since this COVID shit. So this is crazy. But hopefully, you know, we'll get to see each other again in person sometime. Show off our houses. I want to see your freaking house. Yes. So we're literally <laughs> we're literally down the street from the vegan place that we went to that one oh. time. Yeah. Oh, so I'm just saying, hit us up, double date. They have outside yes. seating. Ooh, okay. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for awesome having idea. me. Yes. So um, I will talk to you later. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.